Welcome back to Unemployed with me, your girl, Anna Roisman. It's uh, it's daytime, it's light out, and guess what? I'm not at work. So I am unemployed today, and I know a lot of you are, or you're sitting at your desk jobs right now, you're super bored, and you're just like, hmm, maybe I'll listen to a podcast. Thanks for listening to this one. We're back. We have an amazing episode today. I'm very excited. We've got Brian on the mic Hi. again. Yeah, again. That's because we're <laughs> recording multiple ones in a row. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't ruin it. People don't know that. Well, they know it now. Okay. We can edit that out, right? You want to edit I mean, that I, out? I do edit this, so I could. Yeah. You could, yeah. Oh my God, Brian's on the mic again. Wow, first time in forever. This is crazy. He just told me five seconds before this that he didn't want to be on the mic. <laughs> yeah, I'm reluctant uh, <laughs> on the mic. I know, but I love that you're here. I like your presence. I like your energy. We've done this for a long time. My together. energy? Yeah. I'm like half asleep right now. I know, but I appreciate your soothing half asleep energy. Okay, thank you. He, right. he works overnight, so it's today. Now yeah, it's bedtime. I am, I am employed. He is I, very employed. That's I why I need 3 you 3 a.m. to 11 a.m. Yeah, so on a I little show called uh, Good Morning America. Yeah. Hello. Heard of it? Yeah, the people know it. They know yeah. this one. And now the, the Senate impeachment trial is just ruining my life. I'm because sorry. it goes on for like 10 hours straight. And it's interrupting and, Good Morning America programming. No, it's after that, but it just goes on the rest of the day. <laughs> it's just so boring. I don't know if it'll be happening when this comes out. But, it won't. Oh, I mean, but everyone I will know. reminisce. They'll remember it. Will they? I don't know. They'll be on to the next weird thing he's done. Maybe. Let's yeah. not get political. No, okay? this is the place where we're not political at all. Um, no, this is the podcast. We're going to talk to my friend and about jobs and not having jobs and how you made shit work over time. And then we are going to call a person who is unemployed and give them a little pep talk. Help them, help them get on track. Um, today, we have a very good friend of mine. I love her. We met actually uh, at an audition, which is, you know, a job interview of mm -hmm. some sort. Uh, she's very funny. She has an amazing podcast called Press Send Podcast. Uh, also, you can find her. I mean, she's a lifestyle influencer and you are influencing my life right now. We are actually dressed like wow. twins, wow. which is amazing. I opened the door and we were literal <laughs> twins. We're both wearing mustard complete Outfits. It's bizarre, but you know what? It means something was cooking this morning. Oh, yeah. We knew we were seeing each other. It is Shanae Alexander. Hi, everyone. I've been sitting here this whole time, and the extrovert in me was trying to jump out and interrupt and you interject. Interrupt. You can do it. I was trying to be polite for once. But that, that's okay. We like, <sighs> I'm okay once. with it. And I love how you were like, Brian, are you going to interject? And I was like, <laughs> no. And she's like, because I am. <laughs> I'll, I'll make up for any talking that he doesn't want to do. Perfect. Perfect. No, we literally are in a very uh, you know, it's a it's a unique color of a mustard yellow. Um, God, I wish we were filming this right now. We're not filming no. it. We'll show you the photo. It'll. You know, but guys, we look great. We look good. You know what? Here's the thing: when most people record podcasts, they look like crap. No, because we it's a it's not a visual medium. Right. But we look amazing. Yeah. So on the other side of this mic, know that. Thank you. Wow, that's <laughs> great. They're all like, they're all like, oh my god, this just got hot in here, right? Seriously. They look amazing. <laughs> we heard it. We heard it here first. <laughs> Oh my God. So we did meet on this weird audition. It was like a 20, it felt like a 24 hour period. It was of, of auditioning. Lengthy. It was long. It was lengthy. And it felt almost like The Bachelor. Yes. But they kept eliminating, every two hours they'd be like, the following names, please go home. And I'm like, 
were you shocked? I was shocked. I was like one of the last people. Me too. We were like in the last five. We, yes, there were like five. And we all kind of, there were people, some influencers, mm-hmm. some comedy, some people. some people who worked in like fashion or beauty or yeah. from different walks of life. And they clearly wanted us to like partner up and find the group that worked, which is hard to do when you just met each other. Yeah, it was like millennial view. It was weird. It yeah. was, it was, but you know, actually, it would have been fun. every single person I met like that was in that last final five, I've now become friends with. Me too. And we've all kind of worked together on different things or just kept in touch. So I'm like, you know what? That was like very worthwhile. Yeah, I think that too. I'm like- Yeah, you can kind of make something out of nothing. It's crazy though that that, like, because we were kept together. We were like loopy by the end of the day. I was taking like boomerangs of me like pouring (laughs) popcorn down my- body. I don't even know what I was doing. I was like in the green room. You just, were. I was like, someone feed me. I was like, this girl, this girl, we're going to cross pod. I was like, I'm going to get on top of this desk. And I, I, I was like, am I not going to get this job? It's now? a miracle that none of us got a job from that. None of us did. Yeah. That's the best thing. We left that thinking like, Oh my God, we are the view. Oh, Joey Behar. Joey Behar. Watch your job because we're fucking coming out. Nobody likes you, Megan McCain. We're replacing you. Yeah. We didn't. No, they never even had a show. We were all like, I felt so good at the end of the day. I was like, wow, we made it through all the rounds. Yeah. That's whenever I, because I didn't do a ton of like, I've done on camera stuff, but it's usually through like being an influencer. It's not really like being an actress or being like a host Mm -hmm. like that. I've done more of it since then, but- it's funny because I was like, this is it. This is how you make the big break. Yeah. It just happened like this for me. Uh, no, no, I'm still no. still waiting on I even view. remember, like, they would give us challenges. And I remember you told, I we were in, it was like a billion different, like, scenarios, right? Yes. And we were in one where you told a story that I still remember. I remember nothing. I couldn't tell you. I've seen, what, every episode of Friends 40 times. I couldn't tell you a single thing that happens in any episode. I'm just like, my brain doesn't work that way. But I remember <laughs> your story. Didn't a guy bring you soup or No, he sauce? brought me marinara sauce. sauce homemade marinara sauce on a first date that he spent <laughs> six hours making for me. And there was a- In a duck, jar, right? Yeah, and it was like a duct taped X on the top, <laughs> which definitely meant it had like- fucking GHB in it or something. I was like, what? I was like, oh my God, this man is trying to poison me. And you know, honestly, that wasn't the worst. And you were out in public, like which A, you don't bring food to a restaurant. Oh, also he made me taste it. He brought the the sauce to the restaurant? Yeah. yeah. What? You ever bring a date, a jar of marinara sauce? Have you ever made marinara sauce? I mean, not marinara is Alfredo, but like. <laughs> <laughs> um, was it Brian? <laughs> Brian, this is weird. It's I been a while I since I've. <laughs> it's been a while since I've seen I've you. I've got more sauce. If you want. <laughs> no, he actually, um, yes, he spent six hours making it and he brought it. He told then, you that this is a six hour yeah, job. Yeah, six hour job. I was like, that makes you sound really lame. And then he made me taste it on the date in front of him. Cold, out of the jar, but also Ew. why? Felt very much, I was like, if I get drugged by marinara sauce, this is not a good day. That's creepy as fuck. Did he have that? Like, uh, did you meet this person online yeah. or something? Did he yeah, have yeah, like yeah. homemade marinara no, sauce? No, no. And you know what the thing was? This was my my girlfriend's. I was going out with a bunch of like, I don't want to, this is a very small brag. I was going out with a very bunch, bunch of very hot guys at the time and they were all stupid. And I was complaining to my friends about going out with really hot, stupid people. I was like, you know, it's just not enough. And so my friends- <laughs> They're were all like, listening to this episode <laughs> no, they, right now. <laughs> they're like, you really need to lower your standards and maybe go out with a more normal person. And then I 
went out with this person and he turned out to be probably a serial killer. So that's when I kept my standards up from then on. Never dated another ugly person again. <laughs> he wasn't ugly. He was very strange there. And he wore cargo shirts and hiking oh, no. boots. Hiking boots to the date. Wow. In the summer. I can't believe you actually sat down. Like, no, it, I would no. be like, oh. <laughs> no, I got, that's that's also the day I got catfished because he looked totally different in his photos. Oh, fuck. Yeah, it was really bad. I was like, I'm only staying for one drink. And then he kept ordering drinks and the marinara sauce. And then he walked me home, which I was very <laughs> vehemently against. And the whole way home, he was like telling me about all the custom bike, pointing out every part on his bike and where it was manufactured. And I was like, honestly. He rode a bike to the date? Yeah, Wait, so with his marinara. Walked- he, he walked the bike yeah, back next with to me. Oh. This is so sad. And and honestly, like this definitely was not me. How how boring listening to the like custom bike parts thing was. I was like, honestly, I wish he would have drugged me. I wish he would have drugged me. I wouldn't have to be here. I wouldn't have to listen this, to this no, shit. I was like, this. I'm honestly regretting that that sauce had nothing in it. Oh my it, god! And it was terrible. And then he said, "Did you have make to take sure- it home and be like, ooh, it's so good? I always make pasta." I'll no, he said, "Make sure it. you make something this week and send me a photo." Oof. This is I was like, like you're luckily fucking, I didn't call the police. I feel like I picture all honestly, all I'm picturing is like a silence of the lambs, like when they like make you try oh, the brain. Oh, Bill. Yeah. <laughs> like he taste was, it. He was Hannibal. Like, was that the one? He was not as cute. That was Hannibal. Let's be honest. He was not as cute as Hannibal or Buffalo Bill. <laughs> wow. You'd yeah, rather like a hard bad. cult, like a real murder. Yeah. <sighs> wow. I, I haven't been back to the bar since. Let me tell you that. I lived right down the street, never went back, just in case. Just in case they're like, uh-oh, marinara sauce chick is back. No, the waiter goes, he goes, is that what the spoon was for? I go, please, if I pass out, please, um, this person, I don't know this person, don't let him take me. <laughs> Imagine having to say that on the date. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's hey, crazy. I hope one day he, like, listens to a podcast that I've been on telling this story, and he's just like, it's so funny. That was a mistake. It's so, it's, I mean, it's literally the only story I really remember from that day because I was so invested. They probably cut to me and they're like, you? And I was like, hold on. I have questions. <laughs> Wait, we got to go back to the swap. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> me? Oh, I don't remember any dates. Uh, <laughs> one second. Um, okay, so I want to talk to you. Honestly, secret about me, my dream job, uh, my mom's dream job for me is to be an influencer. And yeah, so you are an inspiration to me in a lot of ways. It is a beast of a business. Yeah, it's and crazy. That has really just only come out in the last, you know, few years. It's not even like now it's a real, it's a real gig. It's, it's a real, real biz- super yeah. real thing. But I feel like, you know, cut to like seven or eight years ago and people were like, what? Huh? Ooh, yeah, and nobody brands, knew what was going on. partnership? I don't care. Yeah. Right. Aside from like commercials or ads. Mm-hmm. So I want to know, when you were growing up, I'm going to start, we're going to start back further. Love it. When you were growing up, what did you like want to be? Did you have any idea what you wanted to be when you grew up? Oh. Yeah. I mean, I did. You know, I always thought I would work in fashion mm-hmm. and I always was interested in fashion. but. The weird thing was I wasn't that interested in clothes. I was interested in style. Okay. So I always thought I would do that. My dream was to be the next Anna Wintour. I was convinced that that would be my career path. I actually like got an internship in fashion and uh, right when I moved to New York and it was like my dream internship and the internship itself was amazing. Uh That's great. I've had terrible internships. No, but but then I was like, (laughs) But then I realized everyone that worked there was fucking miserable. And I was like, oh, the internship is cool because I have no stakes. Right. 
You're just here the, for a semester or whatever. Right. The, but everybody that worked there was, I was like, okay, I don't think this is the industry for me. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Was it a magazine? I'm picturing yeah. Devil it Wears Prada. It was Nylon Magazine. It was back in Nylon's like heyday uh-huh. of like, they had people at the office. This was, it feels like, this was New York at a different time. I mean, you've lived around here forever, but like, you're like East Coast girl. But like, I was from Texas wearing like TJ Maxx and like, at showed up at Nylon Magazine and they had girls there that literally were there just to be inspiring. But like, they were just like, those are our it girls. And they would just sit there. And I'm like, what do they do? And they'd just be like, this is what's cool. And I'm like, wait, those people have a job just telling people what's cool? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, were they, I never hear about them I loved when you just rolled your eyes and you're like, you're like an East Coast girl. What did we wear? We were like, y'all were like, cool. And you could tell because your mom dresses fly. I I met your mom and I was like, yep. Oh yeah, you met. I was like, she wasn't like this color, wasn't she? Yeah, she was. And like, my mom's like, we're hardcore, like Maxinista, Marshalls, bottom of the barrel. I saw Anna's mom. I'm like, she's got it. (laughs) She's from Long Island. That says everything. She has got it. (laughs) She has access to stores. You've met my mom, right? I have. Yeah. She's she's a she's a stylish lady. You're a stylish lady. She says she would be a stylist. She loves picking out clothes for other people if she wasn't a dentist, which is what she does. She has a real job. You know, she probably makes more money being a dentist. (laughs) (laughs) It's weird because she'll be in like a really cute outfit and then you'll be like, ooh, my tooth hurts. She's like, number seven, let me look. And she'll like (laughs) open your mouth and like put her hands in your mouth. That's like the best combo though. Like look very cool, but also make a lot of money and have a cool job. Mm -hmm. But it's funny to see her shop for work clothes Mm -hmm. because she'll be like, ooh, this is an amazing pair of pants for work. And I'm like, mom, you wear a lab coat. Yeah, does no she one. wear anything under her lab coat? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Would you not? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that's a hot look. You know, the dentist with nothing under their I lab coat. I mean, it's coat. like you leave something to the imagination. <laughs> Is she or isn't she? I bet there are. No, she definitely you- wears like a full-on <laughs> matching outfit, like all monochromatic look like under her lab. You know what? I always totally. um, I always saw people that used to wear, like Donna Karen, for example. Mm-hmm. They wear the same thing every day. Like they have that uniform. Yeah. I'm like, I would love to be those people, but it's like the best looking white t-shirt you've ever seen. Right. And they look like a Parisian model. And you're like, what? how do you look like this? Like I wear a white like t-shirt Diane and I look Keaton. like I'm going to go work on a fucking car. <laughs> I look like a, a, a block shaped mechanic in no. a white t-shirt. I'm like, how do these people make this look very cool? So that I, I definitely uh, abandoned after that internship, my, my fashion. Mm-hmm fascination. And I realized that magazines are mostly kind of um, fake and mean. Mm-hmm. This was pre-Devil Wears Prada, let me wow. tell you. Wow. I was, yeah. that's uh, My brain goes there when anyone talks about a magazine. You know They're what? Just, like, I know that movie inside and out. People were very nice to me there. I was the favorite intern. not going to brag. That's okay. I was the I favorite believe. intern. Yeah. Um, it's because I never complained and I would stand outside for one hour every day in the beating sunlight waiting for Pinkberry. I got a sunburn every day from waiting for Pinkberry for the editors. <laughs> it was the summer that Pinkberry came out. It was very what hot. What if that's like your nickname and they're like, hey, Pinkberry. She's yeah, the best probably, intern. Probably. Like, Pinkberry run and you're like, Pinky, I'm on it. <laughs> Pinky, run your ass down to your Pinkberry. No, I literally would stand and sometimes they wouldn't pay me back and I wasn't getting paid. What? And I'd be like- Okay, well, good thing. Oh my I think god! I paid for everything. I think it's illegal now to not uh, pay people, right? Yeah, I think so. You have yeah. to pay like minimum wage. I yeah, think. Uh, that wasn't the case. No, in two, definitely 2007. not. Two thousand seven. Yeah, right. I had internships that treated me like crap. Mm-hmm. 
that I, I had this internship. This is hilarious. I've never told this on this pod, but I don't know why I'm bringing it up, but I thought it was going to be amazing. It was for this um, production company. I don't remember the name or I shouldn't say the name. And they did, um, you remember the New York Inc., LA Inc., Miami Inc.? Oh yeah. All those shows. Yeah. So we like show up day one and it was like all the interns and they were like, Okay, great. So like, uh, if you guys don't mind just like um, helping us pack up a car, you're going to go over to the studio, to the tattoo parlor for New York Inc. And, you know, I was like, day one, we're going to set? Like, hell yeah. This is awesome. I'm not getting paid, but I'm going to get so much. We're already going to set and we show up. And this place looks like a haunted house and it had not been used in like a year. And I didn't realize production doesn't start for another two months. And they handed me, I was no. in a cute outfit too. It was day one of, of my internship. To. I'm in like mm. sandals and they hand me like a mop and gloves. And they were like, yeah, so we just need to clean this down for the next two weeks. So uh, people can start coming in to like- You're a cleaning crew. To like art it out. Yeah, we were a cleaning crew. Mm. And all of us were like- you thought we were like going on set today, right? I was like, yes. I thought we were going to like see them shoot an episode of you like You thought you were going to get a face tattoo. I was like, blo- yeah, it was yeah. bad. Um, I I remember the, the worst day at that internship. I, I actually did get always chosen to go on the shoots, which was really cool. And sometimes they would- Because yeah, you're feeding them frozen yogurt. You've yeah, already got a sweet shovel tooth. It, they, they don't done. have calories except for Pinkberry in the day. <laughs> so I was like literally was shoveling down Pinkberry down their throat and they'd be like, only fruit with it. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to get one with Captain Crunch, but like whatever. Um, but I remember one day, it was a day that I was doing returns, which basically- um, returns and pickups. So we would have garment bags. And the mm. rule was, if it was less than a mile, you had to walk it, which is in New <laughs> York. It was, it was also like the worst summer in New York it was like 99 degrees out every day. And the garment oh. bags are made of like plastic. They're, yeah, And so I'm They're just hot. hauling garment. I'm just sweating. And they'd be like, why are you so sweaty? And I'm like, well, I had to Uber walk. didn't exist. There were only cabs. So, so anyway, one day I'm walking and I get to this PR agency and I'm picking up shit for Mary Kate and Ashley. They no. were shooting. <laughs> and um and uh I love this. They were very I love the cool celebrity at the time. stories. They were like, um, I was at the PR agency and and their firemen are running into the building. They're like, What the hell are you doing? You gotta get out of here. There's a fire. And I was like, Okay, do I wait? Or <laughs> so I'm standing on the street and they like, go, Get out of here. There's a fire. Cause I had to pick up these clothes. So I, I was like, okay, well, I guess I just go back. So I went back to this office and I was like, told the editor, like, wow, there's like fire in the building. Yeah. And she goes, so where are the clothes? <laughs> and I was like, well, the building was on fire. So I couldn't go inside because the fireman, well, she's like, well, it sounds like you need to go back and get the clothes. And I was like, well, I think the building is burning I don't think you heard down. me right. And yeah. she was like, go and stand there until they allow you to go in the building. I was like, what? I was like, what is this for Mary-Kate and Ashley? Can you believe it? Wow. Yeah. You couldn't get clothing anywhere else. I I would have been like, they burned. The clothing has already burned. We we ritualistically burned all the clothes. Perished in the the fire. fire. Yeah, it was like one of those things where you're like, is this real? And then, like, the next day, like, be on set with, like, Sienna Miller. And, like, the only other person was on the set was, like, the photographer. And then, like, the guy that like guarded the Chanel jewelry, <laughs> I'd be like, "Hey, what's up? I bet you see some shit, right?" And he'd be like, "Yeah, man, <laughs> like seen a lot of shit. Seen a lot of shit." I'm like, oh. "This is pretty cool." Yeah, it was a very weird time. I had the best time, 
And then I was like, okay, I don't want to work in this industry anymore. Okay. So you leave this mm-hmm. fashion internship, which you weren't paid for. No, no, no. I and paid then, for it. Right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You paid to hundreds of dollars. Get yourself in there Berry. every day. Yeah. All the Pinkberry days. So what was like your next move when you were like, all right, I'm not going to do this? Yeah. So uh, I was a little bit shell shocked because I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? This is my whole dream. And so um, my parents didn't have a ton of money growing up, whatever, but they were like, we'll pay for the first three months in New York for your rent. So you can find a job and all of that. And I Mm -hmm. was like, you know what? That's nice. I was like, guys, I want you just to pay for a month because I want to have a fire lit under my ass. Mm -hmm. I want to- You're smart. Yeah, I want to like do it myself. I know people who still have their parents paying for their- apartments and you're like, you're 30 something years old. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, you know, no shame, but that's not how I get motivated. No. I am an emergency mode Virgo. So I'm like, I need to be on fire. Mm-hmm. And so um, I answered a job posting on Craigslist for a marketing PR event coordinator for a furniture design fancy. company. It was very fancy. I show up to the interview and the the owner clearly had never seen my resume before. He was like reading it as we were talking sure. and he was like, you don't have any experience for this job. And I was like, yes, you're right. But I'm really good at jobs. I was like, and I'm bad at failing. So I was like, why don't you hire me for three months? And then- You negotiated Yeah, this. I said, if I suck, I'll find you someone new and I'll fire myself. Damn. Yeah. That's bold. And, and I you think, were young. And yeah. You were new to New York. I was and you're 21. like, here's how this shit's going to work out. 21. You're going to hire me. Yeah. And or you I'm going to scream rape. No. <laughs> <laughs> or I'm going to tell someone some bad stuff about yeah, you. Yeah, no. No, I was, I was, I don't, I think it was actually my like naivete that actually helped me just like being too confident. And he kind of was like taken back in that moment. I remember seeing a Roma coffee shop on Houston Street and he, in Soho, and he was like, well, I guess that works. He goes, well, I don't have anyone to train you. And I was like, that's okay. All I need is a laptop. I should have specified what kind of laptop he gave, he gave me an, an Acer. I didn't even ever use an Acer. It was, no. It's not good. Brian so, knows. Do you know what that is? I've heard of Acer, yes. It's, it's, it's a $300 laptop that yes, barely works. It's so the, they, the lower end. Yes. So. so they gave me an Acer. Okay. It's not great. And then I had to train myself on how to do the job. And eight years later, I was still there. So oh I became the director at that job. And I didn't know this. Yeah. I didn't I, know this history. I stayed. And uh, I was the only one of my friends in New York that was not bouncing around every year to a new job. Right. I was just like, I'm just going to settle in here. And so I kept kind of climbing the ranks there and doing different things. I helped design furniture. I did all, of, like I did national ad campaigns and You magazines. do have a really beautiful, eye, like your furniture, at least from Thank what I've you. seen, I've never been to your apartment in person. This is, uh, it's just, just a, I'm drop just letting her know. Drop yeah. a hint. Never been for the, one of those uh, dinner parties, mm-hmm. but. It's coming. You have a great eye for furniture. It's, you really do. And interior design. You know what I realized is the initial thing of when I was little and loving fashion and style and all of that, um, that's why I know it's more style. It's more like aesthetic mm-hmm. than just like, where is your shirt from? I don't yeah. give a shit where your shirt's from, but yeah. I, I think it's about look. And so that really actually did translate fairly well into like furniture and in design. And it was actually really funny because I studied- I completely agree with yeah, that. Yeah, it's like how you holistically live your life um, kind of all goes together, mm-hmm. you know? And so when I was younger, it was funny in junior high, um, we had to do book reports on important people. <laughs> 
And I did all of mine on like architects and designers. And it's funny because like that knowledge actually pulled through in my real life because we worked with architects and interior designers mostly with my job. And so it was kind of full circle things. Wait, um, guess who I did? You're going to never guess who I did my book report. Barbara Streisand? Nope. Guess again. Louis Armstrong? Selena. Okay. (laughs) Did you know that I grew up Selena y los Dinos. Three hours from Corpus Christi where Selena was killed. <sighs> and um, all, that whole entire movie basically is shot in my hometown. Oh my God. And we got the day off of school when Selena died <gasps> because it was such a big deal. I believe it. I was obsessed Me with too. it. And my mom had a cow print uh, like jacket and I had like a little kid's like leather skirt. You and had to. I was like, like everyone was like, Amelia Earhart or like JFK. Like, and I walked in, I'm like, Salina y los dinos, bitches. You're like, you're like I have a bustier on. Um, also. <laughs> like, writing to my parents, why'd she wear a bra to school? Yeah. Uh, and she's like, that's not a bra, that's a bustier. <laughs> and then you quote the movie and it's perfect. I was Selena this year for Halloween. Oh, the yeah. best. Oh, I mean. J-Lo should have won the Oscar then. Are you kidding? Like, like yeah. Like people were like, oh, hustlers. I'm like, no. Selena. Selena put her on Hello. the map. Yeah. Come I'm sorry. On. We got off track, but I was laughing because I'm like, of course you were like a, like a architect or <laughs> an interior designer. And I'm just like, I'm going to sing. Guess, <laughs> guess who was way cooler in junior high? <laughs> you were. No. Not me. Oh, I was cool in junior high. I wasn't cool in high school. Okay. It went down. I went, but you're back up. You're I'm on not, the upswing. I hope so. I See, never you know feel what, it. You know what the thing is? Is you don't want to peak in high school. No. You don't want that to be your like social peak. No. It's not good. Because those later. people, those people, I mean, I, trust me. That's why I don't go back to my hometown. Yeah. Mm. I hear you. I've never been to a reunion or anything. Oh, no. The ones I want to see, I see on Facebook. You know, I, I can see them. You know what? Facebook, I logged on to Facebook for the first time in like, uh, probably like, I mean, a long time, months. And it's really, it's really a wild west out there. <laughs> Talk about a wild west. Facebook. I'm like, how'd that go for you? Yeah, how long were you on? I was on it for 30 seconds. And like someone I used to date popped up, like chat. I was like, there's a chat. Function. I'm like, I Ooh, wow, want to be really off been of a here. minute. Yeah. The chat function was like how I like met people. I really? feel like for a little while. I didn't know it. I thought I had to have this other, I had to have the other app open. And I was like, I don't oh, like this. I, know. I don't have that app, but it's like on the phone, mm, it's different. Yeah, don't yeah, yeah. like it. Yeah. Don't like Facebook. Wow. Sorry, Facebook. Don't don't take away my Instagram. <laughs> okay. So you had this job for eight years. Eight years. That's a really long relationship. Yep. And then how did this come to an end? Um, so this is probably like the craziest story. So um, about early February of 20, I guess, 15-ish. Um, I, yeah, 2015. I, um, my friend Abby worked at ClassPass and ClassPass was a tiny baby, little baby company then. I'm and obsessed with it now. Okay. I, 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 I don't use ClassPass, but I'm, I, I like, the idea. Um, so my friend Abby worked for them and she was like, they're hiring a social media person. And I was like, you know what? She was like, you should interview. I hadn't been on an interview in eight years. So I was like, yeah. it's probably good to go on one. I did a phone interview, but at first I started an Instagram account, a fitness Instagram account to show them that I had an interest in fitness and social media. I really did have an interest in an interest in fitness, mm-hmm. but I'd never put it on social media. I'd only had like my personal account. So I made this account called Get Fit Brooklyn. The name 
constantly get to fit this day. Brooklyn. Get fit Brooklyn. You said it so fast too. Uh, like get fit Brooklyn. Yeah, it was. We're it's my Wi-Fi up. password. My Wi-Fi <laughs> network still. Um, so I created this account. I had like 300 followers at the time of the interview. Did the interview. They were like, you have no experience. I'm like, ha, I've, someone's told me this before. I'm going to try my I suck at failure shtick from eight years this before. This is brilliant, though. We've never had anyone come on the com- uh, podcast so confident like this. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey. Uh, didn't work. Okay. She was like, unfortunately, we can't hire people based on how they think they'll do at the job and have no experience. So we're going to have to, mm. you and your 300 Instagram followers can leave. Um, we were on the phone. I didn't actually leave. Uh, just metaphorically left. Yeah. And then, um, so I was like, okay. But I really liked the community I was creating on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I really liked creating that little community. I liked talking to these people. So I was like, I'm going to keep doing this. This is fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so two weeks later, my boss of eight years, we went to lunch in this very fancy Park Avenue restaurant. I'll never, I'll never forget it. We ordered tuna tartare for a starter. And <laughs> over tuna tartare, he starts crying. And he was like, I... I, I I can't pay you what you're worth. He's like, you're worth more than what we can give you. You need to move on. You're an entrepreneur and has to be here anymore. He said, so I'm going to let you go and I'm going to pay you for two months to go start a company. And he was oh like, um, your last day is in two days. Whoa. And I was like, balls. I, I was so... Like, it was so surreal when that moment happened. And mm-hmm. we're like, there's fish on the table. We're crying. <laughs> we're trying to eat, but we're right, not eating because like, we're both like, he's upset because he's like, we've become very close, my yeah. boss and I. And he'd always really like championed me. And I knew that there was really nowhere for me to go, but he knew that I wouldn't push myself off the ledge. Yeah. And, um, because yeah. you were comfortable. Yeah. You were doing this job. You were and, good at it. Yeah, and, and there, like, I was truly happy at work. Mm-hmm. And um, was I as fulfilled as I am now? No, but I, that's all I knew at that moment. So sure. he said, take the day tomorrow off, figure out what you want to do, and then come in on Friday, clean out your stuff, send <laughs> your emails, whatever you need to close up. He's like, he's like, I'm going to pay you for two months. And I, you know, of course, you'll be my, You'll well, I'll be your client forever, whatever you decide to do. Mm-hmm. And so I wandered the streets of New York in the middle of February for about two hours, crying, laughing. It's crazy cr- how like, the details, all the details oh. you remember from these moments. Oh. Like they're like losing like someone important in your life. Like totally. it's really a loss. Yeah. And you know that you're on you're so emotional mm-hmm. that you're taking everything in because you're like trying to just ground yourself in reality in those moments because I feel like you feel like you're unhinged. Yeah. So you're really taking things in to like be like, this is real life. This is what's happening. I I went to a diner on the 33rd and Lex um, called Murray Hill Diner and I sat there and I ordered scrambled eggs and drank about 900 coffees and I wrote down all the things that I found important in life, all the things I wanted to do. I, I wrote down things that I'd been good at, that people had told me I was good at. You took and, his advice. You really yeah. did, yeah. And I was like, I was like, okay, do I have the freaking energy and and gumption to actually start my own company? And I, I gave myself this kind of ultimatum at the restaurant. I'm like, either you can start a company today and mm-hmm. figure out what you want to do or you can start looking for jobs. And I was like, what do you want to do? And so I was like, well, I've got to 
to something. And so I kind of like blurred out from everything I was writing. And what I realized was the thing that I really loved was people. And so I'd always been told I'd been good at hosting and throwing events and things like that. So I was like, I've seen them. Yeah. I was like, what combines, (laughs) what combines? Salty. Um, no, but like what combines people and I'm moving into her apartment I'm, next week. She feels so bad. <laughs> I, no, we have we have a second bedroom. Come, you I'm and coming. Puppy Slay. I know. Um and what I combines was like, all of it. Yeah, what combines all of this? And I was like, I I guess I'll start an event planning company. So I went home and I tried to I stumbled my way through an, a, a Squarespace website. Um ordered business cards that night and then this was all that night. Yeah. Oh yeah, this is like very my personality. You are, uh, you need that fire. You, yeah. you feed off of yeah. it. Yeah, I, I thrive in yep. those situations. I was like, that two month countdown really like, was like, I'm losing every in a minute. So I remember that night though, I was, I had been up doing all these things. It was like 11 and I was like, so still very like shell shocked and hopeless and all these things. And so I remember I, someone I worked with was looking for a nanny. And I texted him and I was like, hey, um, I, I, I want to like apply for the nanny position. And then I was walking the streets of Park Slope and I walked by this florist shop and there was a, a, a paper in the window that said part-time help wanted, call this number. Mm-hmm. And I remember putting that number in my phone and being like, tomorrow I'm going to call them. And there's nothing wrong with being a nanny or a part-time florist, sure. but I was really operating out of fear yeah. in that moment and being like, I don't believe that I have enough to have the type of job that I had. I was very desperate for just anything. And yeah. I, I was in survival mode. I, I You get really, like that when you're, yeah. especially when you're, it's pulled out like that from under you. And totally. you, had, you had no idea, you didn't see this coming. No, all. no. And, and what was so crazy about it was, it was this weird mixture of believing in myself fully, starting a website, printing business cards, and, and then reducing myself to something that was way below my qualifications mm-hmm. just because I was like, it, it, I can't be successful. And I remember waking up the next morning and I had such clarity about my life. And I was like, fuck that. I'm not going to live in fear. I'm going to delete this number. I texted my coworker back. I'm like, hey, sorry, I sent that. I, I don't really want to be your nanny. No offense. Um, and <laughs> I had a dream. I hate yeah. so Sorry. <laughs> that was a nightmare. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I woke up the next day and I was like, I'm doing this. And I remember then on that Friday, went into my job and I wrote two emails and I put them side to side. And one was an email. And these were emails to everyone in my contacts. Mm-hmm. Everyone I'd ever, eight years I'd ever professionally have touched, not weirdly in a I got totally profesh <laughs> way. It was a weird word choice. Yeah. <laughs> Connected is, with it, connected, yeah. better word than touched. Um, I mean, someone I touched. You can um, take your hand off me now. <laughs> <laughs> We're hugging. Um, but I had written two emails and I had one that was kind of like, here's my personal email, stay in touch. I'm gonna be moving on, you know. And then I had one that was like, here's my actual website. I'm gonna, I'm an event planner now. Please contact me for your events. And I floated over which one to send because so fearful in sending the one that was, here's my website, mm-hmm. because I was so afraid to say what I was doing because what if I failed in front of everybody? Um, and I was like, maybe I should just wait. Yeah. And and then, you know, once I'm somewhat successful or on my way, then you'll then reach I'll, out. Then I'll let them know. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, again, I have this choice of fear or bravery. And 
I chose the scary one. And what was so crazy and amazing is about 15, 10 minutes later, I got an email back from someone that I'd helped when they were just first starting out. He ended up being like a GQ menswear designer of the year and all these things. And he said, um, I want to be your first client. And he said, I don't have an event to plan, but let's make one. He's like, let (laughs) me know. Let's formulate one together. We're going to do like a PR dinner at my house. And let you tell me what you charge. And um, that's so cool. Yeah. It was an amazing opportunity, like for someone to step in and just be like, I want to help you. Yeah. And he did. And, and that was the first, that was the first job I had of that event planning company. And then from then on, I had work, consistent work through word of mouth, people helping me, you know, suggesting me for things. I actually have a tattoo on my arm right here um, of the flowers from that first event I ever did. And I got it a week later because I was like, whether this company fails or whether it succeeds, I want to remember that. I tried. You did it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. This is like, oof, I'm getting like chills. Because I took my, I got laid off. Brian's like, I'm good. I got laid (laughs) off. I still remember the sounds and the, and walking. Mine was on election day. Oh, oh. Do you remember that day? Yeah. Wait, you got laid off on election day? The day that Donald Trump was, uh, became the president of the United States. Brian's heard my story 67 times. You said like, you just voted for Trump and then you heard the bad (laughs) news. No, I was sitting in my office like, you know, having a, having lunch or whatever. And like my boss and like someone else came in. And they were like, can we chat? And they literally said like, it's been an amazing four and a half years. They they played it like, you know, you have more to do. And I did. And I knew I did. Yeah. And it was, but it was very cushy job. And, you know, they paid for a lot of my life and they were very good. They were like a family to me. They right. really took care of me and I loved working there, but they knew that I also did other things. They knew. I told them, I'd invite them to my shows. I'd be like, come to my comedy show tonight. Okay, bye. Like, right. don't worry. Your flight is on time tomorrow morning to go to San Francisco. I was an assistant. Yeah. And uh, I remember just like them, t- I was like, uh, they gave me six months of a so severance. Nice. So I was just like, I, I didn't know what to, I was I lost. And I remember that night uh, I had just started dating Jared and we were like watching the election at his apartment, like on T and I'm just like sobbing and I'm just like, this is going to happen. And then like, I'm going to have no job. And like, I'm just going to fail. Like I had no- At least you got it all out of the way on one day. Oh my God. It was like the worst day ever. I remember waking up at like 3, 4 a.m. I didn't watch the, like I passed out. My eyes were swollen and waking up being like, did he, did it happen? And he was like, yeah, but like, I don't know. We'll find out more in the morning. Like we both were just like, what? Also the next day in New York was eerie, eerie. It was weird. I remember it was like, like weather wise, it was like really dark. And the day before had been very like sunshiny and it was like yeah. dark the next day. Yeah. And I remember all my meetings, my, my inbox was just full of all my meetings got canceled. Everyone was like, hey, we're not. <laughs> Everyone's like yeah, emotionally hungover totally. and they can't do it. Yeah. And I remember I still had an eyelash appointment, <laughs> which is like, you know, whatever. My eyelash lady didn't give a fuck about Trump. And she's like, we still got an appointment, bitch. You better show up. <laughs> And so I was on the train and I remember just hearing people crying on the train. It was silent except for people crying. And I was like, this feels like the end of the world. I mean, it turns out it was. It kind of was. Yeah. You were at GMA? I worked the election. (laughs) Oh my God. God. So I got there probably around like 10 p.m. So it's, the writing was kind of on the wall. Yeah. And Times Square was just like a ghost town. People were were crying on the corners. And then when I got in the studio, 
usually the control room is like frantic and there's people yelling and calling shots and it was just like silence. Oh, God. Yeah. That was it's a terrible so weird. day. And everything worked out after that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, everything's been great since then. <gasps> oh, but that I was- said we weren't going to get political. I, it took me, I didn't have that push to do it all in one night though. Like mm. I had these six months and I felt like all I am equipped to do right now to make money and not comedy didn't pay me. Sure. I was still going to do that. And I was working hard and we started the unemployed show together. And we were like, I was like, I'm going to, I, I want to talk to people about this. This is insane. I know so many people who did everything. They went to amazing schools. They got the greatest internships and they're fucking poor. And they're like in their late twenties. And like, how do people buy a house? And how does this yeah, happen? And how like, did this happen? I didn't understand. So we started the show, but I, for six months, I would, I would go in for interviews. I would, I would like, even for like office management positions or assistants. And they would just like offer me so like little money, like way less money. And I was like, well, I'm making more on my severance. And right. if I get a job, I won't get my severance. True. So I'm not going to work here. And these places sucked. And I was just like, I, I don't want to do that. I don't know what I did, but I did not. I have tempt in the last few, I tempt a little bit, but I didn't get another full-time assistant job. Ever. I was like, you gotta, nope. I was like, yeah. you have, I've been freelance since then. And it's just- Do you like freelancing? No. I mean, <laughs> yes. Mm. I would if I had a, right now I'm like, I could use more of a cushion. I'm at yeah. a place where I don't have money the way I wish I did. Right. Um, but for, I do pay my rent every month and I, you know, I did get an amazing job last year. It gave me a great platform. I'm so grateful for HQ, but it is like, scary because, you know, I am a freelancer there. My show's not every day like it used to be. Like, it's definitely, like, times can, it goes up and down. Yeah. It's hard. I feel that, like, my, I feel like my job is the same. It's like, well, I think freelance life is just that. Yeah. And you have to live in this, like, you kind of have to be super brave every day of being like, I'm going to push forward and move forward and push on. Yeah. Um, with, with no real assurance but that's also kind of the great thing about it. Yeah. You also don't have to show up tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. Right. And if you're a little late, someone's going to be like, where, where have you been? And you're right. going to be like, well, the train, the six train, man. That was my excuse every yeah. day, the six train. I live off the G. So <laughs> I have a go. permanent excuse for you the do. rest of my life. <laughs> Wait, so how long did you have the event planning company? So um, 2015 is when I started it. And basically I was event planning. I was busy, but then my Instagram started growing at the same time organically. It was the get fit. Yeah. So it was a fitness thing. And I was gaining an Instagram following. And then I came to this point where I had this full-time event planning company. I was booked on jobs and doing all the things. And then I was also doing this other social media thing full-time. And I was like, I've got to pick one because I'm doing both very averagely. And so I, that social media thing is more timely. And so I stayed in that lane, put the, I didn't take any more event planning clients. I still have a company, um, just to do this. And then this became much bigger of a job. And mm -hmm. now I have a team of about seven that helped me run my company. And, um, I do this full time. I'm a lifestyle content creator. Now I don't focus on fitness. I talk about beauty and style and like women's empowerment, feminism, body confidence, you, all these things. I love your stuff. You're always yourself. You're always so Thank real, you. so true to yourself. You're not like, I mean, I see a lot of, you know, you see a lot of bullshit. lifestyle beauty people. Yeah. And they put on a voice and they have this whole shtick and everything. And I'm like, no, Shanae is 
all, I met you and I was like, I like you. And then I followed you and I was like, and she's the same fucking person there. Like you that are very real. Me, thank you. No, it's true. It's why people connect to you because you're not, you're not putting on a show. You're just like, nope, here's what I like. Here's what I don't like. Here's, you're not afraid to say it. It's also funny when you meet people in real life, they're like, oh my God, I can't believe you're the same. I'm like, <laughs> Isn't that fucked up that we think that that's weird, that someone's the same online as they are in person? Yeah. I remember, this is a very quick story, but I got booked on a job and another influencer got booked on the job and they didn't recognize her when she came in because she had shopped her photos so much (laughs) that they didn't know who she was. Uh, Not great. No, definitely not (laughs) Not great. Not good. No. Yeah, let's keep it, keep it real, people. But it's true. I mean, I do, I'm not an influencer. I'm a micro, people told me. I hit 15. She's hey, a micro. She's a micro. But I, and I, I make soups. That's like my yeah, thing. You're but a soup influencer. Thank you. Yeah. I'm working hard. Yeah. Is the word soup fluencer or is it soup ooh, influencer? Ooh, I don't know, but I just got turned on soup fluent soup. I do love your soup videos. You Thank inspire you. me. I actually made a soup. Um, I didn't make the same soup, but I did make a soup one night because I saw you making a soup. I'm like, soup sounds good. Yeah. Oh See? yeah. I make hey, it once a people. week. Campbell's. Listen up. Campbell's pay me. I'll make (laughs) soups every night for you. Um, No, but I do more hosting and like on camera stuff, but I always, that's the one thing I always try and do is try and be me. It's like, I don't know, no matter who you're talking to, even on the show we did, the unemployed show, like whenever you're talking to out into the void, like there's nobody there to laugh. There's no one to like tell you, you suck, you're great, you're whatever. Like it's really just you. You have to you have to like you. Yeah. Like you have to enjoy you your really own have to like you. <laughs> but and I never want to do anything. I just want to be able to like wake up next to myself and be like, I'm happy with what I did. I'm happy with who I am. Like yeah. whether or not people like it or not, that's okay. Like they can right. have their opinions. But as long as I like it and I like me and I like what I write and what I put out. Absolutely. Um, I can sleep. Yeah, because, I mean, you deal with a lot. We all do. I, especially on my job for HQ, I deal with haters every night. Like, the, a lot of people say mean stuff. And you it's just have the to, great like, thing is like, like, well, then it's not for you. Okay. My audience is, like, weirdly nice. I think That's I've had, nice. like, under 20 mean comments in the history of Instagram. Wow. Yeah, people are just really nice. Some people get judgmental if they're like, they're like, you could really, like, do this a little better. Mm. I'm like, okay. Yeah, and then you're like, okay, let's see your job. Yeah, <laughs> I'll try not to drink out of this. Plastic yeah. bottle. I'm sorry. So I just wanted to ask real quick before we end this interview. Have you ever had a period? You've, you're a self-starter. Obviously, we got that. You literally have created your own path and it's awesome. Have you ever had any of these, any periods of time where you were like fully unemployed? You were like, I don't know when my next check is coming. This is a scary week for me. I think that, I mean, yes, definitely. Like when I first let, got let go from my job and we- mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I had that first job, but but then you know, what? from there, like, what the hell do I do? Like, someone gave me a break, mm-hmm. but like, a break doesn't mean anything. And so, um, that feeling of having to not fake having a job, but I, I really dealt with this like imposter syndrome of like it felt fake when I would hand someone a business card with like a <laughs> vent planner on it and my company name because I was like, I don't. I don't even have a, like I, I'm right. new. I don't have a company, but I had to pretend like I did. Yeah. And but you um, did it in your first interview for yeah. an internship. Yeah. Where you were like, no, I am the person who can do a job. Yeah. And the thing is, I think that whether it's false confidence or real confidence, whatever it is, I think they start to merge yeah. over time and, and, and owning it, even if you don't fully know you own it. Yeah is like pretty important, I think, for, I for for building your own success and for like 
leaning into the things you're good at. And I would say if anyone is looking for a job or you're looking for your next path, one thing that's helped me, and I've given this advice to a lot of people, is um, ask the people around you. Because in those moments, you don't have a lot of clarity on what you're good at because you can get really down on yourself. Yeah. You can get really hard um, hard on yourself. And so when you're feeling down and you're feeling like, I don't know what to do, I don't know where I should go, what my path is, ask the people that you really love and trust around you. Mm-hmm. Pick five and say, what do you think I'm good at? Yeah. What do you see in me? What talent do you see in me that other people, not just even work, but just personal, like where are my strengths? Where are my gifts? Mm-hmm. Like, how have I influenced you in positive ways? And take those things and they can be very general, but apply them. Because the thing that I always dreamed of and the thing I thought I was good at was people. And what was crazy is that applied to event planning, but that applies to what I do now more than ever. Yeah. My life is people. And so in that moment, I didn't know what my path would be and I didn't know how I would get there, but it turns out that I'm still on the same path that I was in that moment. Mm-hmm. And I, I've, I've stayed on that path. And I think that's why I, I feel happy. That's so great. She's inspiring, right? Are you inspired? I'm... I'm very inspired. Shanae, He's this is like you this. are. He's medium. I mean, I mean, you're also like this on all of your pod. Everyone needs to listen to her podcast because mm. literally, you do. You you know how to get to the core of it, and you know how to speak to people. So you're an amazing guest. I love people. You do. Hey, hey I love people, and the people love you. Mm. They really do. But we've had that theme. That is a theme that we keep see ha- seeing happen. Find what's unique to you. I'll never forget. This is real quick. Just remember our Alexis Guerreros episode. I don't know if you know Alexis. Mm. He's amazing. You would love him on the pod. He's great. But he has a very cool podcast. But he said a long, long time ago, he's a comedian. And he was like, he came to New York and he wanted to do comedy and he got his first rep. And he was like, yeah, you know, I want to tour and I want to do all this stuff. And he told this story on the podcast where he said that like, they were like, all right, so does everyone in New York, right? What's going to, but what's going to make you different? What do your friends call you about? Mm. And he was like, what do they call me about? And he's like, food and and soccer. Because <laughs> those are two of his passions. Yep. And he has a TV show, now, a soccer TV show on the See? Soccer Network. And he's like killing it. And his podcast about so- comedy, soccer podcast. I mean, they're, it's amazing. There's so a it's, podcast for everything. There really is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then it turned into a show. And he did pizza tours. Like that literally started his life. And I'm like, yeah, finding you and staying true. Like even if you have to ask someone else. I think that's a, the beautiful what do your thing about, call you about. And this is like why I love having comedians on my podcast. I have a lot of different kinds of people on my podcast. But I love having comedians because I feel like they're a very unique group of people that really lean into themselves, their weirdness, right. their idiosyncrasy, and they really embrace it and amplify it. And you I feel have like with to. no you other, can't. I feel like every other job, every other thing, especially influencers, they feel like they have to fall in line. Mm-hmm. And I feel like comedians and, and yeah. talk about a number of things. Yeah. And, and I feel like comedians really like lean into that, making their own lane, making their own personality, kind of like amplified and it's it's really refreshing so that's why comedians are like my absolute favorite guests that's sweet you're great and you're great you support comedy too you and I Craig. love you comedy. and Craig she even t- posts about her and her boyfriend go to comedy shows and I'm like yeah. I love it so we go much. to comedy shows all, like once one at least every two weeks it's awesome yeah it's the best all right should we call someone do we have time are we gonna call someone yeah we have time all right cool we are going to call someone who is unemployed. We're giving them a little pep talk. Yeah. I feel inspired now. I feel like I could tell anyone how to get let's how do to, it. How to launch their career. Let's I don't know. Launch. All right, cool. Okay, we're calling John. Hopefully he answers. God, I'm nervous. No, I'm not. I love calls. Ooh, a private number. Ooh, Ooh. A, a friendly voice. <laughs> Hi, is this John? This is John. Not Hi. John. Not John? Not Jack. 
It's John, yes. Hi, John. John. It's Anna Roisman. I'm here with my friend Shanae. Hey. Hi, and my friend Brian. Brian's here too. Hi, Brian. Man, I got three people and not just two. This is... This is a four-way call. This is <laughs> too nasty. Hot. We're having a four-way right now. <laughs> How's your day going? Um, it's not bad. Um, I am doing arts and crafts today in preparation for a Mardi Gras ball. Ooh, wow. wow. Is it Mardi Gras? Is that happening now? Well, like... you're asking an atheist who doesn't know much about Catholicism, except that there's a lot of drinking involved a certain time of year. Yeah. Wow. I didn't and even know Mardi Gras was Catholic. But there we go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just thought there was cakes with babies in them. There's cakes with babies, and now there's king cake-flavored vodka and king cake-flavored zap. Too a- much. That sounds like a hangover. You can just eat the cake and drink regular vodka, right? Isn't that allowed? That would work, too. And it tastes the same coming up as going down. Wow. Wow. Okay. So, (laughs) John, uh, obviously I'm calling you because you wrote me a whole message about your, you know, your employment status. And I want to know if you could lay it out for us, you know, let the others know what's going on right now. Um, Well, I'm unemployed. (laughs) What else? Yeah. um, How are you feeling about it? Let's talk about our feelings. Well, so I'll just backtrack to November, I think, 4th. It was a Monday. Oh, my God. That's like right around November. It's a tough month. Okay. <laughs> it was a little tough. But um, it was a Monday morning. It was about 8. I'd been at work for a little bit. I went to the break room, made myself a cup of tea, had a nice chit-chat with a couple of coworkers, typical office stuff. Went back to my desk, got a little message from my boss asking me to go to an empty office for a meeting. So I didn't think anything of it. It was just weird that he messaged me when his desk is right next to mine. So I walked out of the hall with my tea. I'm happy. I'm thinking, oh, maybe this is about a new project coming up. And then I get halfway there and I think, ah, shit, uh, this is a could be a layoff thing going on right now because the company's been doing that. Get to the office. I see some lady I've never seen before. My boss is there. He's looking a little grim. I pop the door open. I look at him. I say, layoff? <laughs> and they say, yeah. I'm like, all right, that's it. How much money am I getting? And uh, and got paid for the rest of the day, got a decent severance, and I've been uh, coasting ever since. Can I just say, wow, you owned that meeting. <laughs> you turned that shit around. You were like, uh-uh, you're not going to do this. I'm going to lay off myself and drop the mic. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> exactly. But my boss was a good guy. He and I had actually had our, our staff had, at our particular group had dropped from about seven of us, including my boss's boss, down to Tim and me. And I had already told him, I said, look, man, the layoffs come. It comes between you and me. You can lay me off. He's got kids and a family and stuff. Aw, John, you're a nice guy. Uh, I try, but I was also looking forward to getting a little bit of time off, I guess. Wow. Yeah. So How what have you been doing in the time off? Do what? What have you been doing in the time off? Besides well, arts and crafts. <laughs> I have been trying to keep my same similar schedule. So I still wake up at 6 a.m. That's smart. Yeah, I make breakfast for my wife and me. Um, I work on doing a little bit of of writing, like white papers, to try and put myself out there on LinkedIn. And I've learned that uh, networking with people that you wouldn't otherwise bother to talk to 
just because you're in the same profession, it's not actually a bullshit thing. It actually works. Yeah. They cared that I was laid off and like, hey, man, that sucks. I'll, I'll put out feelers and stuff. And so um, that just made it good. And um, I don't know what else. I'm going to the gym. I've lost like 20 pounds. Wow. Yeah. I always talk, everyone, whoever comes on the podcast, they're always like, yeah, as soon as I got laid off, I was like really in shape. I was like lifting every day. (laughs) I'm like, you know, it has its benefits. I got to get in trophy husband shape now. There we go. It sounds like you have a really great attitude about this. I mean, you walked out of there and you were like, you know what? I'm going to take care of myself, which is super important. Well, that's but but I did get blocked by my old company on Twitter because I was mean to them afterwards. Mm. Well, it's okay. You may be dealing with feelings. Feelings are hard. (laughs) I was going to say, maybe the wrong place to put out your emotions. Twitter's pretty public. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Twitter's super public. If you got any blackface stuff, go ahead and delete those. Keep it in the drafts. You know, if you need to tweet it out, tweet it and then just like save it in the drafts, you know, well, and you'll read it on another day. That's true. But they blocked me, so I don't have to say anything mean to them. Right. You know, it's probably for the best. It's yeah. like not seeing an ex's content anymore. You know, Blast. you don't, yeah, <laughs> you don't need to. You don't need to. Can I ask what you were doing? What What was your job? Oh my gosh. You really don't want to know. Um, oh, now I do. <laughs> now you made us want to know, John. <laughs> So my title was a geospatial analyst, which meant that I dealt with a lot of software and databases involving what's called geographic information systems. And that's just databases, but it's spatial. That's the geography component of it. Um, I loved my job. It was a really niche thing. And I had spent most of 2018 living in Puerto Rico, um, supporting our work with disaster recovery management stuff down there wow. and got to do a couple months in the virgin islands and lived in like a mansion on the coast above a beach and got to do thanksgiving there so i loved it i got to travel i was clearing six figures i was business class all the time driving all around puerto rico and just hanging out and getting work done um then it all came to a crashing halt with the layoffs wow um, I'm sorry. It sounds like you, you've you had a very cool job, though. Like, And if it is so niche, it sounds like other people are going to need you. Yeah. <laughs> this well, doesn't you, end. I thought you were going to say you went to space. <laughs> <laughs> I've been living on the moon since 2016. Hey, uh, I've been driving around the moon. I spent a lot of time spaced out on the island. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to stay in this field? Obviously, you studied this. This is a very specific um, area that you yeah. are an expert in? It's tough to find jobs just like it where I'm located, but um, pretty much anything that would involve at least being able to travel and get to do the same thing would, because it gives me a chance to be a problem solver. And I'm not a people person, but I somehow still manage to pull it off and work well with people. And people think I'm a great, nice guy. And I'm like, no, I'm a fucking asshole. You don't want to know me. <laughs> no, my my dream job my would be to like be a college professor, but um, that's also probably not going to happen because I'm, I'm getting old. Why couldn't that happen? I don't think that. I don't think it's the age issue. I think it's the not liking people issue. Maybe <laughs> your age has nothing. I had I had really old professors, way older than you. You know, yeah. oh, those so. are the creepy ones. <laughs> Mine were cool. Not, no, so. Do you have a, are you applying to stuff right now or are you just kind of chilling and seeing what, you know, what comes up with the networking or? Um, yeah, not much comes, has come up with the networking just cause it's all in the private consulting industry. So like I have people that are 
like, hey, I'm going to use your name and your resume and we're going to put it on a proposal and then maybe we'll win the proposal and then maybe we'll actually use you for the project. I'm like, well, fuck, just like give me some money and, and you can use my name. And um, but yeah, I'm applying for jobs and, you know, there's there's no big rush right now. Um, and if it happens, it happens. Otherwise, I'm just trying to to stay on top of my life and my schedule and I don't know, just take one day at a time. Yeah, that's you. Honestly, you're doing you're giving me the pep talk right now. I'm sometimes I sleep in, you know, sometimes when I'm unemployed, I really don't. I can't get up and make breakfast, but I commend you for sticking to it. And I definitely you know. take advantage of uh, some sleeping in days about once a week. I'll just cuddle up with the dog on the couch and I'll zone out for a few hours. And it's OK. I get to do that. That is what's your dog's name? Yeah, Jade. She's a little 40 pound pit bull. Cute. Jade, you sent me a photo. She's very cute. That was a very sweet photo. photo. I knew the photo would look okay. Yeah, I loved it. <laughs> We're dog people. Um, I want to give you a pep talk. I want to say, you know, hey, you got to you gotta do all these good things. You're doing a lot of good things right now. And it sounds like you're a very supportive husband, which, you know what? I appreciate the fact that you're, you know, taking taking care of your wife and being there for her even when you're going through a transition well, transition in your life. So she's supporting me financially and she could honestly probably she'd be better off without me and just oh. do her own thing and travel and whatnot. John, don't John. say that. Don't say that. <laughs> she made it most of her life without me, but um I try to keep it interesting for her. Good. I I need I need you to th- to, to be positive about that, you do bring a lot to the table. And I think in all the unemployed times of my life or any of the times that I doubted myself, I think, you know, those negative thoughts about yourself creep in and, and your, your worth kind of gets, I think our society is shitty in that way. Our worth gets so tied up into our paychecks or what we're worth. But it's, it's interesting. I've now I'm in a relationship where there's definitely, um, you know, there's a disparity in what we do. And, and there's, I've, I've been in that situation before where there's like income disparity. And it's amazing how much um, someone can contribute mm-hmm. that isn't financial. That oh, yeah. means so much more than like the financial contribution. So I'm sure she appreciates and it, she feels probably more balanced than you do. I hope so. Um, of I course. Think- and this isn't like you walked out of your job like, I don't want to do it anymore. I don't want to work anymore. Like you, no. you, you said yourself, I loved what I was doing. I was doing well, an awesome job. Oh man, it's turning into a club. I did do the walkout one time about 10 years ago. I had a really bad job that I should have never been hired for. And I just stopped showing up to work one day. And one day they called and said, I don't know what they called and said. They said, you don't have to show up anymore. I said, I'm not showing up anymore. Like, I've already stopped showing up. And wow. now we- you beat him to the punch once again, John. <laughs> you're not letting anyone fire you. No, you're like, you're like, I am out. I love that energy. That's, I love the preemptive energy. I'm sure you've broken like up Sinead. with people before as they're breaking up with you, John. <laughs> it's like, no, I'm breaking up with you. I win this fight. Yeah, yeah. Uh-uh. It's no. like Sinead, when she walks into interviews, she says, nope, I'm already hired. No, so. I have the job. See, yeah. that's, John, I think you need to actually do that. You need to start I going and just that. showing up at a company. Ooh. And just saying, I work here now. Ooh, this is good. Yeah. You have a laptop, right? Yeah. <laughs> just bring it in. Get a laptop. Get a lanyard. And if they make me leave, then they're going to realize how much they miss me, even though they never Exactly. They're going to be like, damn, John did so much good work for four years. I can't believe he never was hired here. And, and John, you know what you got to do? You got to keep, keep on that 
that fallacy that you're a people person. You got to be the office guy. You got to get the coffees. You got to be like, hey, what was your weekend? How about them Eagles? Yeah, you got to do be all like, that stuff. Does John really work here? He's Man, he's such a good people person. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you have, a, you, have, you have a great attitude. And I think with, with the wife thing, I, I give relationship advice for part of my living. So I would just say, you know, whenever I have gotten down or felt like I was some sort of burden or whatever to my partner, I always kind of put the reverse on me. And I was like, would I ever feel like they were a burden to me if the situation was reversed? And it's always no. Yeah. You know, it's always no, of course not. I would like love to support them in that way. I would love to be there for them. So I'm sure, you know, you guys are going to work through that seamlessly. That makes sense. I've never thought of it that way. Yeah. You just better keep making her breakfast or else she's done. (laughs) (laughs) Do French toast next week. She's going to lose her mind. She's going to love it. Put the the egg in the hole of the toast. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's like, that's how you like. That's a little advanced. Get it on. No, that's that's how you get some. (laughs) Well, I I have to say, I believe in you. I think that you have, it sounds like you have a lot of skills. And you know what? You already, you were… You were already letting someone else take the job over you when you knew the layoffs were coming. You were like a selfless person. So with that attitude, I believe something good is going to come happen for you. Yeah, and send us an update when you get the new gig. Yeah, I'll do that. You know, and or send a picture of the breakfast you make next week. Either works. And the dog. (laughs) Another dog photo, please. That could work. I can do lots of doggy photos. Well, Well, John, thank you so much for talking to us today. Yep. I appreciate yep. you being open and honest about this. It's not easy to talk about like losing jobs. So I am so grateful for all of the guests that we get on this to to be open about it and talk about what's going on. You got it, guys. Thanks, John. Thanks, John. Have a good one. Good luck. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. That was good. Yeah. I feel like we saved his life now. <laughs> Um, that was great. Thank yeah. you. You had so many good questions for him too. I love, love, love that vibe. I, I do too. And I like that he he's still on schedule. I was like, oh, you're a good unemployed person. You yeah. didn't just like throw shit to the wall and you're like, well, I have nothing to wake up for anymore. I'm going to watch Netflix all day long. That means, that means he's going to be successful. Yeah, yeah. He'll be fine. He already was, it sounds like he was pretty yeah. successful. He's okay for a little while. Yeah. He's fine. John. Um, Thank you so much yeah. for being here. You this are so wonderful. This was helpful. This was cathartic for me. Did you feel that? Did you feel the oh, energy I felt, today? I felt all of it. Yeah. yeah? Oh, man. I feel very honored because here's the thing. Um, we, we were talking about this on a little break. You know, influencers get a bad rap of like being uninteresting. So the fact that you have oh interesting people, funny people on this, I feel honored to be here. Oh, thank you. Yeah. You're not just an influencer, you know? You're so much more. So much more. She's an entrepreneur. Hmm. Anyway, where can we find you? Where can everyone follow you, find you? So, um, I spend a lot of my time on the internet, obviously. So I'm at Shanae Alexander, C-H-I-N-A-E Alexander on Instagram, Twitter, I mostly just like repost funny other funny people on Twitter. So I'm not that interesting to follow there. But Instagram. Um, and then I'm also on YouTube under that same name. And then you can listen to my podcast called Press Send. You can start off with the episode that Anna was on. Aww. Um, they're all good. They're they're all good. Every conversation is different. It's an advice-based podcast. People write in and we uh answer our their advice questions as friends and it's it's raw real conversations sometimes they're hilarious sometimes they're heartfelt we're laughing we're crying we're talking last meals it's at the cool. end yeah i love it thank you yes. and you can find me at anna royceman you know that already or hey we do have a twitter for the podcast at unemployed 
podcast, P-D-C-S-T, no vowels. That's all I could get. No vowels in the podcast part of that. Uh, You can find it or, you know, find me and you'll find it that way. Um, Don't forget, you know, listen, subscribe, rate, write a pretty review. If you love today's episode, I don't know, maybe check out four other ones or something. Uh, We'll be back with more. I hope you're having a great day at work or searching for work or if you're in your bed, you know what? That's okay too. Self-care is important. I love you and I will see you next time. No, I'll I'll talk to you soon. This is a phone call, right? Brian hates my sign-offs. No. All right. (laughs) Bye.